podcast today. It is 1.30. Oh, man. The first official day of cold weather. How do I know that? Well, obviously, it's very cold, but also uh, a heads up by Ryan Weekman and Ross Ellen. A lot of our tire pressure lights went on today. And let me tell you, we're going to do some mental health stuff today because a a legend died. You have no idea who it is. I'll explain who he is. Um, when I was younger, in my 20s, um, when any light went on in my car, it was pure anxiety. Check engine, gas light. What do you mean gas? Like, I, oh my God, the light is on. I'm going to run out of gas in the next 100 feet. Pure panic. Uh, but yeah, a lot of tire pressure lights went on today. It's very cold. We had a we had a, a long, a lingering summer, and we have an early arriving winter. Although I'm not too cranky because of uh, let's see, I I mean the weather is broken right now. Uh, a a friend of mine on Twitter, uh, he lives back in Allentown, Pennsylvania. He was asking the local news people there for a long term forecast, and I said, Josh. You're going to have a couple of unruly storms with a lot of snow. It's going to be very cold at times. And springtime weather weather will around the third week of April. Kind of like here. He laughed at me. That's just what happens now. Um, We're all over the place today. We have um, a guest on from TPD to add some details about them looking for new people for the academy. There's a new class now, but this is for next springtime. Those details to come momentarily actually in many momentarily sit tight for that because there's a bunch to get to it's uh it's the day after election day weighed one by a landslide i was not surprised by that the cynics out there part of me would say wade called cardi up sometime and i don't know may whenever cardi launched his campaign and it was like cardi i'll buy you dinner or I'll take care of your your UT season tickets for the rest of your life in every sport if you just put up some signs and run against me. And Cardi's like, sure, I got nothing else to do. I, because it, it is much better. Uh, you could say that I just called uh, Cardi Wade straw man or his foil. But trust me, uh, we're all better off. Wade is better off for having an opponent because competition should... Bring out the best in people. And by having Cardi for a a foil, an opponent, a challenger, it didn't happen the way I said it happened. Cardi Cardi really ran. I don't I don't know that for sure, but I'm guessing he did. Um Cardi running made Wade polish up his words, his strategies. So we got the best of how he was presenting himself to get his second term. Um at this moment. I don't know who the mayor of Sylvania is. If my friend Lindsay's dad, Craig Stow, uh, I know it was a super close vote. He has been challenged for the first time in like 25 years. But I guess Sylvania's run okay because I have never heard anything about Mr. about Mayor Stow at all. It's almost like a tiny little town, like much tinier than the actual size of Sylvania. We never hear anything about it. Uh, the Tarta levy passed. Yeah, I was wrong. Uh, it passed. That's good. This is the last chance. Modernize or we're blowing it up. The zoo levy, that passed. I don't know if the Imagination Station levy 
passed. We're also moving the primary, rightly so, from September um, to, I guess, April or May. And when I moved here, I thought it was super wacky. Like, I thought all primaries were in the spring. And when we had ours when we did, it was super weird to me. And as I've said before, it's a terrible time to get turnout because in September, life resets. Kids are back in school. Vacations are over. Parents have reset and gotten back into their work schedule because kids go back and then parents change and adults change their schedules as well. They're refocused on work. Um, it's the reset for the adult calendar year as well. Uh, and don't overlook this. Football starts at all levels. So parents are back interested following their kids for Friday night games or weekend games. College football starts. The NFL is back. So there's a lot going on to sneak a primary in. And many people don't, most people don't come out for a primary election anyway. Um, I think uh, our friend Mac, apparently you're, if you come on the podcast and you're running for something, you're going to lose. Uh, our friend Dan Ortiz didn't make it to the, uh, didn't make it through the primary. Our friend Mac Driscoll did, did not make it onto council. Uh, the slot I thought he would get, Goes to council veteran George Sarantu, who is back on council, and that he's—I think he's an independent. Maybe I think he was endorsed by Cardi, but it's good to have opposing views on council, uh, especially someone who has been in those seats before. Because if everybody—it's—it's it's like how uh, Michael Jordan was a great athlete, obviously not super good at running teams because nobody told him no. Um, so it's good to have disparate views on council. So if somebody was going to get on, besides Mac, uh, a veteran of council, and I don't remember his terms here, but if he's back on it, I'm sure he was a decent enough selection. Um, Paul Wall. Do you remember him? Let me play. Uh, so this was maybe his only like pop hit. song called Girl. I played it when I worked at Tower 98.3 back in 2005 and 2006. That was, uh, <laughs> you know it now. So, maybe his biggest claim to fame, well, outside of the grills, was being on the Nelly song, Grills. I'm pretty sure he was on that. But he was a thing in the mid-aughts. Uh, there was a post by Lucas County Canine Care and Control that I saw and uh, had a lot of engagement. I mean, this is Facebook. You know how the meta. The more engagement something gets, the more likely you are to see it. Even though you might follow the page, if it's not getting a lot of engagement, you you are unlikely to see it. That's why we live in this world of uh, of one-upsmanship. Everyone is trying to yell to get to the top of everyone else's feed. But in this case, there was a dog that uh, LC4 was uh, was trying to promote and show off. And that dog's name was Paul Wall. The real Paul Wall caught wind of this and hundreds of likes later... Um, I think it's a great little story because I hadn't heard Paul Paul Wall for, for a long, long time. And um, let's get that dog a grill. Let's change the spelling of the dog's name to P-A-W-L. Let's get that dog adopted. Maybe Paul Wall will. And again, this is the real Paul Wall. This is not some other, this is not some, some yutz. Well, I haven't used that word in years. Mom, are you proud? This is not some yutz from Rossford named Paul Wall. It was the verified and checkmarked Paul Wall. He just wanted to know which dog it was. It'd be kind of cool if he paid for uh, the adoption of that dog. And I'm sure he's still totally fine on money and maybe like a month's worth of adopted dogs at LC4. 
That was a super cool story. Not super cool. The UT lost last night. So I, I've been, only been to a couple of UT games. I'm not a college football fan anymore. Ohio State is number five in the first playoff rankings. If they keep winning, they'll be fine. They'll be in the playoff. Um, there's a lot of things I dislike about college football. Mostly the fan bases. Like the fans are just of the high, like not UT's fan base, but like Ohio State's, Michigan's, Alabama's. Like the message boards are just disgusting. And what they say to college kids and high school kids who don't choose the school they root for, it's it's sickening. Also, these kids don't make money and the complexity, forget about like not making money. Um, if they cannot be a functioning adult in set amount of years because they, they put their bodies on the line for these universities, they're not getting healthcare. Um, it, it's a real mess and some of it is improving, but, um, I follow UT. If they win or lose, I talk about it on the radio show, but this is the worst year I can remember keeping an eye on them since I've been here. Uh, they lost last night. They were a 10-point favorite, nine-and-a-half-point favorite to Eastern Michigan. Eastern Michigan used to be the absolute doormat of the MAC, kind of like where BG is now. Like, Eastern was a guaranteed win for everybody in the MAC every week. Um, when I used to work up at Detroit at the sports radio station there, the morning host that I work with, uh, Mark Shepard, was the play-by-play host for Eastern. And I remember feeling awful for him because... Shep is as a hard ass and competitive dude as I've ever met. And I know that even though he was just doing play by play and he was getting a paycheck to call these games, not necessarily a fan. I know he probably hated having to call not just losses like they got annihilated. Well, that program is program is much better now. And they beat UT last night at the glass ball. So uh, I, I don't think Jason Candle is. And again, this is not my. This is not my expertise anymore. I don't think Jason Candle is any tr- is in any trouble, but um, he has not achieved the success that Matt Campbell did. Um, and some people who know this better than me might even say the the, the real success that Jason Candle has had was early on in his tenure there when he still had some Matt Campbell players. Again, I might be speaking out of school there. I don't know, but UT has had an it's amazing too. They they had a hell of a performance on a national stage. They almost upset Notre Dame, and I don't care if Notre Dame was a eleven win team this year or a seven win team. That's a huge victory, and it's a moral victory that UT played well there. But since then, it's been so uneven, unexpected losses, and another one last night near UT. Uh, a new place for late night eats is opening up. It's called Insomnia Cookies. They're open till one a.m. During the week, 3 a.m. during the uh, weekends, I think they'll do some delivery to UT in the Scott Park area. So a nice alternative to what we all usually go for for late night eats, whether it's just late at night and we're bored and hungry and there's nothing to eat at the house or we're out and we need something. Instead of getting Taco Bell, instead of Chalupas, you can get cookies. So Insomnia Cookies, 1440 c Uh The other thing that jumped out at me is uh, they have a headquarters. They were started in Philadelphia in the dorm room of a University of Pennsylvania student. His last name is Berkowitz. Definitely Jewish. Most likely Jewish. That's a very Jewish last name. So I like that. Uh, I could never get into Penn, but it's a Philadelphia school, so that struck me. Uh, their headquarters is in Philadelphia and New York. They have 200 locations, and now we have one here. One pop, one more pop culture thing, and then let me do some mental health stuff. 
the Adele track list is out for 30. Um, when November, when the calendar changed to November, um, like Mariah Carey was ready. People wanted their holiday music, holiday decorations. And I'm like, boom, happy Adele month. Because the album comes out in a couple of weeks. The specials start happening. We're getting another another single here in like a week or two. The track listing for 30 is out. And as expected, there are no features by Young Thug or DaBaby. Although someone named Errol Garner is in an interlude. Chris Stapleton is on a version of Easy On Me. Uh, some of the other tracks that jump out to me. Let's see. Uh, Can I Get It? Maybe that'll be her sex track. Uh, oh my God! Wild Wild West, perhaps a remake of the original or the Drew Hill and Will Smith song, unlikely. And uh, I drink wine is track seven. So I am looking forward to the Adele album in a couple of weeks. Uh, one more thing here. Let me make sure I get this gentleman's name right. Oh, I'm looking up Aaron, and Aaron, and Aaron Rodgers is a dick. <laughs> he uh, he got COVID and he shrewdly made people believe he was vaccinated before the season. And he was not following protocols as he was unvaccinated in the preseason and during other things. He said, he, he said, yeah, I'm immunized, which maybe he had it and he had antibodies, but he was not vaccinated. And now he's going to miss this weekend's game against Kansas City, which before the schedule came out was the biggest game on the of, of the on the calendar, on the schedule of the year. He could arguably cost his team. He might have to miss two weeks. He could also get sick and die. Very unlikely, but he could cost his team home field advantage. And that's very selfish. Aaron Beck is who I was looking up. He just died two days ago. Also, uh, I believe he was a uh, another Philadelphian, so I like that a lot. Uh, Aaron Beck died at the age of 100, born in 1921, died November 1st of 2021. He is um, the developer or father of cognitive behavioral therapy. And CBT, which is how I will now refer to that, saved my life, literally, before I found medication. Once I did... I have some big-time CBT muscles now. That's why I'm going to a new therapist to learn some other skills beyond CBT, DBT, dialectical behavioral behavioral therapy, and some mindfulness things because the CBT, I've gone as far as I can with it, and I still need to work on things. Aaron Beck died. So he moved psychology away from the Freudian times where everything is because of your, your childhood. And all the weird things that Freud thought of, and others as well. Um, And I don't know when he developed this, but I know that the background of it is in one of the books that, again, saved my life. Um, There are two books that saved my life. When I got my diagnosis of bipolar 2, whether that was accurate then or now, whatever, deal with the symptoms. In 2005, I was like... You've heard me say this before. I'm like, this is awesome. This is great news. So I dug in and I wanted to learn and fight off this disorder. So one of the books I got was, and I read it while I was living here in Monroe, there in Monroe, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy for Dummies and learn the basics of it. A couple of years later, I forget how or who, but I I wound up with that book that talked about uh, Dr. Beck. 
um, by David Burns, The Feeling Good Handbook. And it's kind of foofy <laughs> looking back on it now. I mean, that book's 40 years old, but I still refer to it to polish up my skills and fundamentals. Fundamentals, And I, in many talks, share uh, some of the things that I've always gone back to from when I learned that. Um, no lie. I, like any mid-20-something-year-old, was afraid to talk to people I was attracted to. But with some skills and techniques I learned in that book, I was able to not piss myself, not shake with anxiety or fear and say, hello, what's your name? Uh, And it actually worked a couple of times. Wouldn't have known that that person might have been interested in me until I had the skills to get over the fear and the anxiety. And that one was mostly, what's the worst that could happen? And that's actually a skill in in, in the CBT book from Dr. Burns. What's the worst that could happen? Literally walk yourself through um, what you're afraid of and talk. A lot of this goes under what my friend Dr. Andrea calls rightly, reframing. Just looking at something differently. Um, in that in that David Burns book, talk to yourself more than you listen to yourself. Talk to yourself. What's the worst that could happen? What's the worst that could happen if I go talk to that girl at the gym and say, hi, what's your name? Her boyfriend, she yells to her boyfriend that I've said something inappropriate. Well, I'm, I'm not going to say any, anything inappropriate. What if she thinks I did? Her boyfriend comes over and pounds me into, into a dumbbell. Well, that's assault. And, um, yeah, I would, uh, I would be rich off of him pounding me into, uh, into a dumbbell. Like literally that's not going to happen, but you walk yourself through what's the worst that could happen that you're afraid of. And then you go, that's not going to happen. So I'll just say, hi, apply that to any situation. Um, immersion or flooding. I go back to, um, bat, bat, yeah, Batman begins. I can't use this anymore because that movie is 16 years old. Um, there's a couple of things, you know, I'm afraid of band-aids and I was immersed in them when someone I broke up with put them all over my home. Uh, I don't like heights, but flooding or immersion, if you stick yourself in what you're afraid of long enough, you'll see you didn't die. I mean, you might be paralyzed with fear for a short time, but then you'll go, I'm okay. Two examples, one, the Batman one. Remember when Bruce goes into the cave? He's obviously deathly afraid of, of bats. And uh, he's he hears the bats coming. Thousands of them. He squats down. And then the big Hans Zimmer music rises and so does Bruce. His eyes are closed. He holds up the light. And he's thinking, oh shit. My fear, thousands of them, are circling me and I'm totally fine. He flooded himself with his fear. He got over it. Um, sometimes when I do a, a talk at a school or a class, school classes, a school, an auditorium, whatever, uh, the, the one time I really remember was at Springfield. There was a couple hundred kids in the crowd, and I was like, all right, I need to volunteer. Um, a lot of kids raised their hand, and then I picked a kid that didn't raise their hand because the volunteers are eager, even though they didn't know what they were going to do. Um, I called the girl, I pointed to the girl, I was like, hey, will you come help me out? She's like, okay. She had no idea what she was getting into. I said, are you nervous to be up here right now with me and my friend Jen? And she said, yeah. I said, good. Do me a favor. Just stand here. You don't have to say anything, but just stand here as we present. And oh yeah, by the way, on a scale of one to 10, how nervous are you right now? She's like a thousand. Okay. Sit there. Stand there. We wrap up our presentation as we get close to it. I said, I looked over at her. I said, like, you still, are you still nervous? She's like, yeah. I said, yeah, but on a scale of one to 10, how nervous are you? She's like, like a three. 
she was flooded with her fear and she realized that it went away. Uh, a couple of last ones that I've learned. No should statements. Dr. Andrea had to remind me of this before. Uh, I should be happier with all the things that are good in my life. I should be getting a raise. I, that's not a good example. I, uh, I should have more money. I should have a girlfriend. I should have, stay away from should statements. Uh, you'll have to read the part of the book or just look it up. But I just reactively remind myself, is that a should statement? Don't do it. And one last one, don't discount the positive. Um, I have something that's bothering me right now. It's maybe actually kind of angry and, and emotional, uh, hurt and, and angry. And I don't ever feel those. So they're very foreign for me. Um, I have to remind myself it, there was there were positives in the experience. Granted, the positives caused the hurt and the anger, but I can look back at the positives and go, you know, this, this, and this happened. Do not discount the positive. And I know it sounds like some foofy, higher-than-thou talk, but they are these... CBT is just little mind tricks to trick your mind into seeing things a different way. And if you do it enough, those negative thoughts and those, those should statements and those fears and those anxieties won't come as often. It's like anything else. You, you train your body to lift stronger things, uh, to lift heavier things, to run faster or farther. Do the same thing with your brain. Keep doing these things the negative things will pop up less and less. In fact, uh, I credit my dad. He would call them automatic negative thoughts. Uh, you get the text. We need to talk. We all, we all the, the check engine light goes on. Automatic negative thought. Oh, shit, the car's broken. Oh, shit, I'm getting dumped. Oh, shit, I'm getting fired. Um, I call them ants, and you got to keep the ants out. And then you quickly talk back those things. The check engine light's on. The last four times the check engine light has been on, it's because my gas cap was, wasn't on. Rarely is the check, is the engine going to explode? We need to talk. Oh, I need to know what kind of pizza we're getting tonight. Oh, yeah. I need to know if you want me to buy tickets for the movie tonight. Oh, yeah. Do enough of these little mental tricks with CBT and the automatic negative thoughts will be fewer and fewer. Let's talk about getting uh, you or someone you know interested in being a part of TPD, which I absolutely support. I've said this before. People that want to complain about the police department, this is an incredible opportunity to change it because there is no better place to change it than from within. Please welcome from the Toledo Police Department, Lourdes Roca. It's been like two years since I've seen you, so... Yeah, it's been a minute. <laughs> but I, uh, I do, I do appreciate you reaching out because uh, I saw that the uh, this was for, and I'm recording by the way, so we can uh, we can rock okay. and roll. Um, I saw right. the, this was for the June class, right? Yes. I, I know that there's uh, there's some in the academy now. The chief's been tweeting out some stuff, and uh, I know that uh, he's looking to staff up. And it's nice that we have these these rolling classes. So tell me what it's like for somebody to. Uh, or what they need to do to be a part of this next class. Okay, yeah. So we are we're doing our recruitment stint right now for June of 2022, the projected uh, next academy. Um, and actually, it's really easy to get placed on the eligibility list. It's we just have because we have people that apply. Um, so that's one of the steps. They have to go to the governmentjobs.com to apply, and then them signing up for the test and taking it is actually the step where a lot of people put it off or they just don't make the time for it. Um, it's they sign up for the national testing network test. Um, and so a lot of times we get people that apply, but don't take the test. Um, once they take that test and they pass it, they're put on an eligibility list for the um, next step. What kind of things are on that test? 
So there's nothing to study. Um, there's a reading comprehension, a report writing section, and a human relations portion where they give you, it's all video-based. Um, they'll give you a video and ask you, uh, what would you do in the situation and give you four options? Got it. Um, so that's really what they, the test entails. Is that to weed out potentially anybody with any kind of ingrained bias or let me just say what it is in some cases, general stupidity? <laughs> um, if you want to put it, if you want to put it that way. <laughs> or maybe, maybe no yes. common sense. Uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of common sense. Um, we, we get, a lot of people that have issues and I don't know why with the human relations portion. Mm -hmm. So what we've done is we've adjusted the scores a little bit um, to kind of help filter some people that might have issues with that section. Um, And the test also does cost $55, but we have given, we're giving actually, we already gave one test where if they showed up for that test, um, we would actually pay the fee for them. And we have another one coming up December 4th um, at 9 a.m. Excellent. Um, back to that, uh, to that what would you do section of the test. I don't know. Some, I, was, I think I was talking about this or something like this with someone not long ago. Are there right or wrong answers or is it the kind of thing where you just have to give, you have to pick what most aligns with your beliefs and then we've got to pick, that, that person also has to pick what, you want to hear from someone like is that how it gets psychoanalyzed um you know i wish i knew <laughs> it's uh this test is a uh, it's nationwide mm-hmm. so they don't really tell us how they're how they're grading it or how how they're observing the scores um i'm going to assume that they they're not going to want somebody that wants to be super aggressive in these situations i mean Policing has changed a lot. We're more yep. community um, you know, centered, and it's important to get people that have a good head on their shoulders that you know likes people, wants to help people, and is a good person. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm curious of of that test and like what you said because it's the world has changed a lot since we've last spoken, and a lot of it has been uh, policing and involvement with the community. Uh, because of some wild mm-hmm. things that have happened. Um, so it's great that, that that test gets taken care of. You said December 4th at 9 a.m.? Yep, December 4th, 9 a.m. at UTMC Collier Building. It's All all our information is on our social media. Um, we have events coming up as well if people want to do a practice uh, fitness test to see where they are. Um, so we have a lot of things coming up if people want to come out and, and say hey and join us and see what we're all about. What happens if you pass that test? You said you're you're on some type of list? Yep, so you've passed the test. Um, you, you do the application. The eligibility list comes out in December. Um, we give you a an email and we've, we we uh, schedule your fitness test before we even start your background. Um, so once you get, take that fitness test from the choice options that you're given, we start your background that day. Uh, uh, my friend's uh, fiance, w- w- he was on track, but he decided not to do the test, the fitness test, because he was just falling a little bit short of the running part. What is it, like a, a mile and a half in 10 minutes, 12 minutes? Um, so it's going to depend on age and gender. Um, yeah, so the younger you are, and if you're a male, it's going to be a little harder than if you're an older male or an older female. Um 
So it's broken down by male and female age ranges, 21 to 29, 30 to 39, and 40 to 49. Oh, you're taking people so, over 40 now? Because I thought that, that that would rule people like me out. <laughs> so you can be, you have to be 39. You cannot be 40 by the time the test closes. Got it. Got it. So, yeah. So you, you, have, you can be 39. Okay. If you turn 40 the day after the test uh, closes, then you're good. Okay. Well, I'm too old anyway, and I don't think I... <laughs> I might make a good police officer, but the running... You'd be excellent. Trust me. No, I wouldn't. I am exactly... With your sense of humor? Uh, you can make everybody laugh and their problems go away. I, I, okay, so <laughs> we'll bare bones this. I absolutely love helping people, especially people who have been mm-hmm. wronged or marginalized. But going back to the stupidity and common sense, like, <laughs> yes, I would take all the murderers and killers off the street. In fact, I might, have, might try to help those people because of what got them into those positions. But when I've come across one stupid person for some stupid thing, like the way they ran a red light and they almost hit hit a person (laughs) on a bike, like that's it, like jail jail for life. (laughs) Yeah, you might get written up a lot. Exactly. (laughs) So I I don't know if you've seen it, but I I mean, I'm fuming. There was a, uh, have you seen the story about the Las Vegas Raider who just got kicked off the team? No, I have not followed that story. Okay, it's like 24 <laughs> hours old. He uh, he was out Tuesday night, I guess into yesterday morning, drunk. They just found out that he was doing 155 miles an hour, hit somebody oh in like God. a little tiny Toyota going 127 miles an hour. That person was dead Jeez. when uh, uh, as soon as the impact happened. He got caught from the team. He's going to be charged with some kind of DUI manslaughter. I would take him immediately to federal prison and throw the book at him and tell him that we will see you in a hundred years. So again, I would not be a good police officer. <laughs> well, he would probably deserve it then, but yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> there is a process, I guess, that we have to follow. But yeah. You absolutely have to follow. There are constitutional <laughs> things that even the worst people are allowed to, to, to uphold for them. Um, so what's yeah. it like when somebody gets chosen for the Academy and they pop into that class come June? So, um, so let's. So the the backgrounds end in about at about in April. Um, April, they also do interviews with the chief. They do all if they get picked for the class. They do their medical, psychological, another PT or fitness test, and then the academy starts. And it's a rough first two weeks. People need to be prepared. <laughs> I can imagine going back to the background checks. Um, are, mm-hmm. What rules somebody out? Like if I have a misdemeanor and I don't, but I know this is a question and kind of like with the, uh, the violence interrupters, I know it's a, it's a, a contentious point, but there are people who have changed a lot. And mm-hmm. if, if you've, what, what on your record might rule you out? And it's an absolute non-starter for you to take that person into the academy. Um, any violent crime. Got it. Which is pretty specific. Um, if somebody has a minor misdemeanor from years ago, the older their conviction is, the less it counts, and it may even not count against them. Good to know. We've actually changed our assessment scale to give that person a chance that maybe had a theft like 10 years ago, 15 years ago. You know, why should it affect them now if they haven't been in trouble? So, and even if somebody does have a rejection or points out, they are able to appeal it to civil service, and civil service is the is the that final entity that gets to um, give that person the option to move on to the next uh, step. Do you or are you allowed to check their social media? 
Yes, we are. <laughs> and yes, we do. All right, dummies out there, scrub your social media. <laughs> I, if you if you want, you, you know what? I'd like to sit in with the chief and I will question these people because I, as you can see, I ask the most bizarre questions. I won't violate anybody's <laughs> rights or anything like that, but you got to put people on the spot. And if you're dumb enough to leave up racist tweets or something stupid, something misogynistic from five years ago or five weeks ago, yeah, you're not coming in here. You don't, you don't need to be one of the Toledo police officers. Nope, we don't need them. That's for sure. <laughs> um, I know the academy is really tough. The first two weeks is it is it tough, basically on um, physical stuff, or is it a grind mentally, psychologically, just a, a lot of classwork? It's um, it's all of that. Um, and as we're recruiting, we consistently tell our candidates, listen, if you're ready physically, the it, the physical part won't bother you as much. It's still going to be tough. But you have to, you're going to be able to deal with more of the mental, um, the mental aspect of it. The people we see that usually drop out at the beginning are not prepared physically. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to catch up physically and they're trying to bear with the mental, um, the mental part of it. So, and it's, you know, it it really is true. I think we had a, we had a handful drop out of the one that just, the academy that just started. And a lot of them said they were not ready physically. So it's, it's, it's really a combination. I would yell at them. Um, like you're, <laughs> right. getting, you're applying to, for the Toledo police Academy. Uh, this is a simple requirement. In fact, it's kind of like an intelligence test. Are you intelligent enough to prepare mm-hmm. yourself for the certain things that you are told these goals? Like, you know, you have to hit these, these benchmarks and you came here not right. prepared, get out and don't come back. <laughs> Maybe not right. don't come back, <laughs> but no, it's an intelligence test and it's kind of like an insult. Um, mm-hmm. whatever the, the physical requirements are. So, but you're right because like as with any human being, if you're run down physically, that's when the mind starts to make bad decisions. And mm-hmm. you, as people, as we're all learning, it's, there's not a lot of latitude to make bad decisions anymore. If you're wearing the blue. Nope, not at all. You got to try to be on your toes at all times. How, and it's tough. How, how has that um, changed for you or maybe protocols or education in the academy over the, the last very fiery 18 months? You know, our academy, our, actually our, our department is, is CALEA um, certified. So a lot of the things that were recommended throughout the country for PDs to change, we had that. So we've had, we have a standard, we're, we're held to a higher standard our department, actually, we have co- consistent training throughout the year. I mean, there, every single year, you're going to have X number of hours where you have to do retraining. And that's not including firearms and some of that other, you know, essential things. Um, it's extra things that the department um, requires. So we, we, I think we've really stayed on top of that. Um, and our department does a really good job with um, that aspect. Good. Good to know. Um, let me ask some of these questions as if this were like a normal job, but also how the world has changed since we've last spoken and over just like the last handful of months. Um, just like any other job, you are battling for good employees. So mm-hmm. I love pe- I love asking people about their jobs regardless because I've, been, I've done one job my whole life. So I call them vacation days. Everybody else calls it PTO. <laughs> so I'll start with what are the benefits like? And I mean like health benefits. Do you get dental, vision, for all that stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, we do. Um, we actually have some really good uh, benefits. Um, 
so we know we just got our uh, pay increase. Yep. Um, patrolmen were able to get four, four, and four. So the starting rate for the 2022, now this is for next year, if somebody get when get, somebody gets hired in, they will make twenty six seventy three an hour in the academy. <clears throat> I'm sorry, in the academy. Okay. Yep. That's another uh, selling point. I know the chief always talks about. You're going to get paid while you're getting while you're in the academy. Yes, and then after after three years, it goes up to over sixty nine thousand uh, a year. Are they? Um, are, and obviously, it's going to go up in twenty twenty three. In the academy, are they doing forty hours a week? Yes, they are. Yep, it's a full time job. Your health benefits start right off the bat. Awesome. Um, yep. So you, right away, you get the benefits, you get the pay. Um, what a lot of people don't realize, we the now the pay that I mentioned does not include um, shift deferential. So if you're on a sh- the off shift, like afternoons or midnights, you get an additional 50 cents an hour. Um, if you, you're working patrol, you get an additional 50 cents per hour. So there's a dollar there. Um, you get career enhancement. Um, depending on what unit you work, your education, you can make up to, I believe, 4% once a year. Um, this is, Eric, this is my favorite tuition reimbursement, 100%. Awesome. Um, a lot of places say tuition reimbursement, and they give you maybe $2,000 a year. But the city will actually pay for your, your, any degree that you are going to school for, 100%. Uh, this is why I've always supported uh, the chief and when Taylor would want to hop on um, to talk about this because, and this is before obviously or pandemic stuff, but TPD always paid well. And granted, it's a tough job and you want to keep people mm-hmm. here rather than going to Perrysburg where I don't know why anybody would do that. Uh, it's like, a com- they're like completely different jobs, but uh, TPD yeah. pays well. I just did the math. So if you're go when you set foot in the academy, academy, you're gonna make. Granted, it's prorated over the the year, but that's like fifty two grand a year, and that's really good. Mm-hmm. And if, you, if you're getting benefits day yeah. one, find me another job. Even these days, that are gonna offer you benefits within thirty days. That's that's really good. Yeah, it is. It really is. Um, we we're we're pretty lucky. We've hold inform- informational sessions. We actually have one coming up Thursday night at the academy. 630, oh, I'm sorry, six o'clock, um, we actually go in detail of all the benefits that we, that we get. Um, and that, it's actually pretty impressive once you go through everything in, in detail. Um, okay. And people, people walk away not realizing, wow, I didn't realize they got all that. Yeah. yeah. When I've talked about this on the air, I always bring up the salary because it's good money. I mean, even mm-hmm. before all this mess, if you... Before the world went sideways, if you could like start a job at forty five grand or fifty grand, go good luck, mm-hmm. go get it. And and TPD is offering that. And granted, it should because it's a very challenging job. It's gotten a lot tougher, but the the pay has the pay increases have been commensurate with how much more challenging the job has gotten recently. Right. Yes, that is true. I have a question. I have met again. This is these are my quirky questions, and thank you for taking them. Um, if I get shot. Does it, is that my medical benefits or is that like another fund? Like, do I have to pay my copay and my premium and all that stuff? <laughs> so that would be more of a personnel question, but you're on the job. So that would probably fall under, it, you're not going to, it's not going to count against your medical, I believe. But I probably shouldn't even say that because I'm not 100% sure that would be more of a personnel question. Um, workman's comp, that type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yes, I would, I would, 
yeah, I would think that that's where that would fall under. Because uh, we all well, also I want go ahead with that. Go ahead. I just want to make a good point. Another point about the academy: um, if somebody is looking to get their associates and they they get hired with us, just by completing the Toledo Police Academy and graduating, and then obviously starting full time with us, they will receive thirty one college credit hours towards their associates. That's awesome. On top of everything else, so uh, yeah, there, there are nothing but perks. Granted, it's an incredibly challenging job. Um, not all of you get to just sit and do podcasts with me or visit the radio station. Sometimes you have to encounter bad people too often. But right. there, there are some <laughs> some good perks and benefits. Um, what I think is just my last question, but please, if there are more perks and benefits, please do share. Uh, when you get out of the academy, you're a patrolman and. Is that how that starts? And then what's the timeline for people who might have aspirations to be a detective or a sergeant or a captain? Okay, yeah. Yeah, so everybody starts out on patrol as a patrolman. Um, after, to be a detective, you'd have to be on for at least three years. And then as openings uh, come available, there's an interview process and a test that you have to take. And they give you all the material that you need. And you're really, you're competing with other officers for that, sure. for that position. Um, as far as promotional, we give a promotional exam every two years. So if that's, if something, if someone's looking for, for promotional opportunities and wanting to move up the ranks, they have an opportunity literally every two years to be able to do that. Good to know. Um, what type of experience does one need to displace officer Chaib from his ice cream truck? (laughs) They might have to wrestle him for that. <laughs> oh, he's a little guy. He's a little guy. And I don't I don't think he's tough as he thinks he is. So I would totally take him down. He's my old neighbor. He uh he texted me this morning. He's probably a little jealous because he's always asking, he's like, ask the chief if I can come on the podcast. And he probably got hurt a little bit knowing that you were coming on. But he, he's a great dude. And he is at least from he was my old neighbor and everything. We're friends. Um he is the the apex of quality community policing because from his demeanor, you'd never guess that that guy's a police officer. He's just a good human being. Yeah, I agree. Shaib's a really good guy. Yeah, he is. One of my favorite guys. Um, Lourdes, thank you again for the time. This was awesome. Anything else? We got December 4th. Uh, you're getting paid to go through the Academy. Uh, there's an informational yep. session you said tomorrow night at 6 o'clock at the Academy? Yep, yes. Yep, we'll be out here doing informational sessions. I think go to Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Uh, we've been posting our hiring events on there um, and I encourage anyone interested to come out and talk to us. Awesome. Thank you so much for the time. This is uh, informative to me and I love uh, being able to get the word out. And like I always say, whenever I get someone from TPD on to usually talk about this, it's like, if you want to yell at the police and call them all these awful names, here's your opportunity to change from within because that's the best way to exercise the change that you're looking for. So, yes. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks for the time. We'll talk soon, okay? All right. All right. Thanks. All right.